0: What is up? Welcome back to Blue Group Radio. This is your host, Eric. I appreciate you for tuning in to this special Q&A episode. So, uh, I get questions every so often uh, about police applications, about the hiring process, about the job in general. So, I asked y'all for some questions, and I got some. I'm going to feature a few in this episode, so keep them coming. If it's something that y'all are liking, then we can keep it going as a regular thing. Um... First off, I want to give a shout-out to Tim. Tim at 107 Fishing. Um, You can find him at 10-7 Fishing on Instagram. Uh, But he is an active law enforcement officer. He's a sheriff's deputy down in Florida. And what he is doing with 107 Fishing is highlighting fishing gear for off-duty purposes. Um, You can check him out there. A percentage of his proceeds go towards suicide prevention, mental health resources uh, for first responders, those in need. So a very noble cause. um, Definitely hits close to home when people are raising money for a good cause or featuring a uh, portion of their proceeds for such. So uh, you can find him there. Uh, He's actually set up a discount code. So um, there's no kickbacks, guys. It's just a discount code in case you got... Uh, hooked in through this, Um, but it's going to be GRIT10, so I feel super special that I've reached this level where uh, people are giving out discount codes um, on my behalf. So again, no kickback, guys, Um, just a a noble cause where he's donating some of the proceeds that way. So check him out there. You can also find him on Facebook. All right, so Q&A, here we go. First question comes from Apollo. So what is the best way to p- mentally prep for the academy? And I love this question, and I'm just going to shoot from the hip a little bit. Um, I could do a full episode on this. I could probably do a series of episodes with um, with Brian or shoot any any one of my cop buddies or, or people that listen in that we could collaborate on. It would go a lot of different directions with this. Um, But the phrase I like to give my recruits and my new applicants is to stay hungry and to stay humble. And I think that that, why I like it so much, uh, in addition to the alliteration, or for you literary nerds, is that it just encompasses both ends of the spectrum, right? So you want to go in hard-charging, you want to learn as much as you can, be engaged, just be a sponge, soak it all up, um, try to be the biggest, best, badass you can. Uh, in the books on the mats in scenarios however the humble part is critical right and a lot of you will probably recognize that just being a know-it-all hotshot recruit is not going to do you any favors um no one likes that um there are some organizations where that person can rise to a certain level um we all know them right like different little subsections or or groups um The big, the big ego, know it all, alpha quote unquote person. Um, sure, okay, for some reason, that that still is a a very valued trait in some cultures and law enforcement culture. Um, but definitely not as a new guy, not as a new girl, right? You got to mind your P's and Q's, you got to establish your uh, reputation, and everyone's watching, right? So, there is some adage that, uh, You know, if no one's hearing anything about you, that might be a good thing. If you're in training at the academy or in in FTO, um, I don't really like that so much because it kind of comes off as this, like, you know, recruits are meant to be seen, not heard. I don't really like that. Um, it's just kind of a weird flavor of hazing, um, where, Hey, welcome to the team. Um, we're not going to treat you this way until you prove yourself. Okay. Maybe I'm just a little too new school there. Um, But yeah, so to mentally prepare, there's that piece, right? So check your ego. But also what I'll say for checking your ego also has to do with truly being humble means that you cannot beat yourself up too much, right? Because I was that way and I still lend that way sometimes or I lean that way where I'm going to hyper focus on some of my deficiencies or play back a mistake I made and go over and over and over and try to debrief it and figure out what I could do better. Um, But at a certain point, it's not productive, certainly. Uh, It's a huge waste of time. Really, it's not to ignore that, but let's just say you go over the mistake you made, you review it, you know what to do better, you know what you're going to put into action now. All right, move the the frick on, right? Any additional dwelling, any additional reps going over that is a waste, right? Because you already did it. So either your debrief was ineffective and you don't know what to do, or you know what you need to do and you'd start doing it. Um, Why well, I say that, that's an issue with humility. And this is a more recent revelation because this is something that I struggled with through field training. And, and I'll say I combated through and probably continue to combat through my career. Is this perfectionist nature actually just comes from a, potentially from a direction where um, you just can't not be right. You know, you just can't not have it right the first time or, or good enough for yourself It's a common, weird kind of backwards compliment when people say they're perfectionists. But I think, and what I'm challenging is, I think it's a way that you can't get over yourself and you can't be less than perfect or you can't be less than ideal. And so that's something I'm just trying to lean into. So, you know, sometimes um, pretty good is good enough, and sometimes a good solution now is better than the best solution later. And that's a shout out to uh, Bill Blowers for you in the industry that know him. Check him out at Taprack Tactical, um, ultimate squat, SWAT guru. All right, so enough with that question. I think I went in on a little rambling stint. The next question uh, comes from Henry. So he talks about um, knowing that he's squeamish with blood, he's wondering how he can prepare for that. So there are some people that will probably say, hey, just get over it, grind it through. Um, I wanted to make a more informed answer, so I started doing some Google machining. And there's a lot of psychological resources that say, hey, don't subdue it or don't overpower uh, whatever the fear or whatever the, the issue at hand is. I think it's worth being mindful that you don't want to suppress things like that. Um, but sometimes I think a Stoic approach can be helpful. And that's like, you know, the Greeks, uh, Stoics, but essentially just, it is what it is, right? Let's not overthink it. Let's not make it a bigger thing than it needs to be. Uh, you can know your squeamish of blood, but what's the, I guess, what's the range? There's probably some people where it's debilitating and there's other people that it just bothers you. Right, And so maybe the point where you accept, hey, this bothers me, it's not my favorite thing to do, but I'm working on it and I'm getting exposure or I'm conceptualizing the thing and it's bothering me less. I think that there's a lot that could be said for just acclimating yourself mentally. And I think that's something that we can do a lot in general. right? In the industry, we talk about training your brain and you might not know exactly how you're going to act in a certain situation, but visualization is huge. And positive mental attitude, self belief is huge. And before you accuse me of being woo, like I was not of that uh, mindset for the majority of my life. But it's look at all of our top performing, uh, I guess, top performing anything, right? Actors, athletes, highly successful entrepreneurs, business elites, they visualize. They have this winning mindset. Uh, your top athletes, all of them, top winning teams are all going to have sports psychologists on staff. You look at the Seahawks and Michael Gervais, um, it's, it's a thing. It's a, it's a proven method. We know, or we should know, we say mind over matter. So um, let's recognize that and recognize the power of just positive mental attitude and positive mindset. So I will say I do know, um, as far as something more concrete, I do know handfuls of officers that um, don't love being around blood, but they handle it as they need to, and maybe they're not going to gravitate towards certain assignments that are going to expose them to that more. Um, Of course, as a first responder, you're going to get exposed to quite a bit in general. Um, But I also know some people that went into medical or medical-related fields that it really wasn't their jam. It's just something they got through for a period of their their training or their education. And then their day-to-day, maybe they don't encounter it so much. So just know that it's possible. And you could consider talking to a professional as far as a psychologist, psychiatrist, counselor, something like that if you feel like it's more significant. My next question comes from Sam. And so he is pretty far in the hiring process he got his conditional offer, and so he's asking, okay, what now? Uh, He knows the concrete steps that were communicated from his recruiter. He knows that there's going to be another board interview. Um, He knows that there's going to be a psychological exam, a polygraph, and a medical. But what he's asking is, like, is there more kind of behind the scenes, and what does that look like? Um, Is it All the bigwigs of the agency talk about you, look at your photo, look at your file, and compare you to the next person in the folder, or go over pros and cons, or is it basically a done deal? And that's unknown. That's definitely agency by agency. And I suspect that that both those examples are 100% accurate in one place and the same in the other, right? There's probably some agencies where once you get your conditional... You've essentially jumped through all the hoops and now it's just technically, let's just write it out, right? Medical, psych, polygraph, you pass all of them, you're good to go. And that might depend on um, the agency, that might depend on your specific background. It is possible that the background investigator or the team have gone through everything. They've checked every box, they've jumped through every hoop, and then they're literally just waiting to close the deal. And there might be some where they're kind of waiting on some leads to come back. Um, They need some references to come back. Everything's looking good, but we just have to check on this one file or this one employment record uh, that we haven't been able to nail down. So there's a range there. And then you might have the, the agency where they are going to look at it um, after everything's on paper, right? So even your, re- your recruiter and your background investigator might think, okay, it's a done deal. No problem. I can't imagine you not getting hired. But then maybe it gets to a certain member of the brass or command staff that says, hey, um I see what you like in this candidate uh but you know we got one spot left and uh, I'm going to hold out right uh or maybe not now right um strong candidate but we want some more experience in this this realm or the other and so we're going to pass and so maybe you're just sitting um sitting in limbo for a little bit or it's an actual pass like a disqualification and that's possible right so um I think my takeaways is Seek feedback. Some agencies will give you some. Some agencies will not. And be persistent. Um, there's a lot of officers. There's a lot of firefighters, and on and on. That didn't take no the first time. They had to keep at it. They had to go through a couple processes. They had to get some other relevant experience. You know, whether it was an internship, whether it was customer service job for a couple years, whether it was going back to school, whether it was going into corrections. Whatever the thing, there's a lot of people that had to get back at it and approach the testing process in a different way or just get more, more notches on their life belt and hit it hard from there. So those are going to be the questions I covered today. We've got more that I'll cover in the next section. So if you got questions, send them my way. I hope this was helpful. As always, I appreciate all the likes, shares, subscriptions, it definitely helps get this podcast out to other people so that we can increase the, the listenership and uh, I guess exposure on Blue Grit Wellness on Instagram or the blog or the podcast Blue Grit Radio. So again, thanks so much and hope you enjoyed.